You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. It seems like once every like six months or so, I'll listen to something and rediscover, re-remember. Dude, music is freaking awesome. You know, I don't know if it's just I'm in a certain mood. You know how, I don't, I don't know if this is just me or what. Sometimes stuff kind of builds up and you don't really know it's building up. And you listen to a song and it's like, this is like this is doing some some kind of work down there. And I don't know what's going on. I'm not saying this. Anyways, I was going through one of those moments where it's like, dude, I love so many things. And there's like the, it's the music itself sometimes. It's the talent. It's the sound of it. It's the lyrics of it. But then there's also like a nostalgia to it. I was listening to uh, Chris Cornell. And uh, he's a singer, most commonly from Soundgarden, also very popular band Audio Slave, but just amazing voice. Sort of, I, I went through before this thing where I asked everybody, "What is like the epitome of the '90s?" And and there's a lot of different, you know, there's different eras within the '90s you could point to. This is this is in contention. Chris Cornell, Soundgarden, and if you want to talk about unbelievably gifted singer that happens to sort of represent the '90s. Soundgarden is it, but beyond that, and I'll get to the point of why I'm saying all this in a minute, partially because it's my podcast, I just talk about whatever I want, but there was a game I used to play that I was upset, me, me and my brother, and it's one of those games, and some of you guys don't know what I'm talking about, but back in the day, there were games you couldn't save them, there was no save feature, there was no SIM card in it, it must have been Sega or something, there were no save points, and so if you wanted to quote-unquote beat a game, you just had to do it all the way through. So um, I remember one night, me and my older brother and his friend, uh, he spent the night and we stayed up all night and uh, we eventually beat the game. But the game was a motorcycle game called Road Rash. And so every time I'd fire up that game, I would listen to, not knowingly, Soundgarden. It's a song called Rusty Cage. And so when I discovered he was the Rusty Cage guy from from uh, Road Rash, it was like, yeah, this this guy's my hero. But anyways, I, I reached out and... Um, Asked you guys who some of your who you think are some of the best singers, and it was just such a fun exercise because man, there's a lot of good got a lot of good names on there. But I think Freddie Mercury is probably going to be the most popular answer and probably the most correct. I know like there's opera singers, and I feel like that's kind of like cheating. 
Because <laughs> obviously in terms of just skill, I mean, it's just the, the, what they do is just on a different level. But let's just throw that out. And we're talking like, you know, rock singers or whatever, or pop singers or, or you know, Freddie Mercury is to singing probably what you would say, I don't know, Jimi Hendrix is to guitar. Like, yeah, it's, that's probably going to be the most popular answer. Is it correct? I don't know. But he's really good. But I'm very excited to kind of go through some of these and um, use a lot of these for intro music coming up. But I wanted to start with Freddie Mercury because that guy is just ridiculous. But since Chris Cornell inspired the whole thing, not that I expected him to win the competition, but I thought I'd let you know that that's what, what prompted it. I was listening to Chris Cornell. I was like, dude, this guy's voice is amazing. It's back in the good old days when you had to watch like MTV and VH1 to watch like music videos that are like Beavis and Butthead because <laughs> they played music videos on that. Man, I miss it. I couldn't live in the 90s anymore because I'm too spoiled and, and um, pathetic, but I do I do miss it a little bit. You guys would, you would have liked it, man. There was a lot less fighting. You didn't even know people were crazy back then because you just, you didn't, you couldn't talk to anybody. <laughs> I didn't have a cell phone. The internet was like a brand new thing. I mean, it was new to us anyways. If you wanted to talk to somebody crazy, you had to know their phone number and dial it and call them. And hopefully it wasn't long distance or you had to pay extra and then your parents get really mad at you. Anyways, another part of the reason I'm going through all this is uh, life happened and certain people started to rub me the wrong way. So we're going to talk a little bit about music. I'm going to calm down and then we're going to talk about the Packers in a very calm and collected and not rageful kind of way. And I'm feeling good, man. Dude, Freddie Mercury, Nat King Cole, you kidding me? Another one of my favorites that is not going to be on anybody's top 100 list, but one of my favorite singers is B.B. King. Something about a guy singing about pain in his life, and you can literally hear the pain in his voice when he's singing it. That just that just gets you right in the soul. Got me wrong, baby. Gonna be sorry someday. Whew. All right. Feeling good. Feeling good. Here we go. So if you've been around today... Um, You've probably heard that there's some breaking news regarding Aaron Rodgers and this uh, contract situation. And I'll be honest, I, I, I saw that there was something. I've had several people send me this, and I set it aside to watch the video later um, because a lot of people are very interested. And it really just goes to show that a lot of people read headlines and don't actually, even when the video is attached to the headline, don't actually watch the video. But... Um, this via Get Up ESPN. The relationship between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers doesn't seem to be quite as irreparable as previously thought per Dan Graziano of ESPN. Quote, there have been conversations between Aaron Rodgers' camp and the Packers about a new contract. So the implication from me and a lot of other people, obviously, that sent this to me and so on. Why is Devin White trending? I can't be on Twitter and do the podcast. This isn't going to work. I think I've talked about this before, but can, can we find a way for Twitter to figure out how to just tell me when something's trending? If I click on it, just tell me what's going on. I guess Twitter probably doesn't know, but find somebody that can tell me what's good. Because I click on it, it's just a bunch of people saying a bunch of different stuff. I don't... 40-yard debt. Who cares? Who cares? He's trash. Sorry, that's mean. Anyways, the, the assumption here is there's a new revelation, and the Packers and Aaron Rodgers have come to a new agreement... And it kind of sounds like maybe they're close. Again, let me read that again. There have been conversations between Rodgers Camp and the Packers about a new contract. This feels like new information, right? And everybody's sharing it around. Everybody's going nuts. And there's a video here, and I couldn't wait to watch it. Let's just listen to it in its entirety and figure out if we think that this is new information or just some guy repeating what we've heard 70,000 times, and he has no actual new information. I'm not sure. I can't make up my mind. You, you, let's see what you think. 
that word, uh, you know, irreparable, or that it isn't irreparable anymore. I'm hearing a little bit of that too, Dan, which feels different than the conversation we were having a week or so ago. You're talking to everybody. What are you hearing, Graziano? Yeah, things have quieted down certainly since draft day. The Packers still hope and believe that there's a chance he'll be back with them as their starting quarterback this year. Question is, what will that take? And there have been conversations between Aaron Rodgers' camp and the Packers about a new contract. And now I think that's interesting when you look at the Packers and the way they do business. The willingness to do a new contract tells you that they're willing to bend a little bit in Aaron Rodgers' direction, uh, whether Ron Wolf likes it or not. Uh, it's just a question of what that number is and is it high enough to get him back? Do they have to do something with Jordan Love to convince him that he's no longer a threat to his long-term future there? So certainly not resolved or not necessarily close to being resolved, but right now the Packers' mindset is more about finding a way back to Aaron Rodgers as their starter versus moving on from him. So let me ask you, what did we just learn? Things have quieted down since draft day. We knew that, obviously. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers have been in discussions about a new contract, which, by the way, they build this out to be, what have you heard, as though he's talking to um, Brian Gutekunst or Aaron Rodgers. He's reporting on what, um, the heck is his name? Bob McGinn wrote. Bob McGinn wrote an article for The Athletic saying that the Packers made Aaron Rodgers a contract offer that would have made him the highest paid quarterback in football. I don't know that that's been really independently verified, but that's where that information's coming from. This is information he's just taking that's already out there. This isn't insider information. This is information that's been on the internet for a month or, you know, a long time. So unfortunately, we didn't really learn anything here. So whatever it is you thought prior to this new revelation via GetUp ESPN, um, you can just go on continuing to think whatever it is you were thinking already because this is just, this is nothing. Again, we still got Monday coming up and we'll see what happens. Um, but as of now... No new information, and I promise you that is not new information. I am 100, I was going to say like 98% or just make up 100% sure that he is not basing that on any sources, just based on the way that he said it. Almost everything he said was speculation. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ESPN, man, I mean, you know, it's like just the way that they set that up. Dan, you've been talking to everybody. What have you heard? Well, I read this article like two weeks ago. It said they made him a contract. So I wonder if they got like trade Jordan Love or I don't know. Like it's not as bad as we thought, but it might be bad. But I don't know. Wow. Thank you, ESPN. Gee, gee willikers. I mean, I don't even mind the speculation, but why are you? I mean, I get why, because you're trying to assert that you're some kind of an authority in this. That you're not just some lowly podcaster like me with just some opinions. No, you're actual insiders. But, man, then you cut to a guy who has no idea and has talked to nobody and read a couple articles. <laughs> and his best his best thought is, I don't know, maybe they got to trade Jordan Love. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. That'd be crazy, huh? Anyways, just putting that to bed for anybody that thinks that we got some new information that they're moving closer to something. If they're moving in a direction, it's it's behind a curtain and we have no idea. Which uh, kind of brings me a little bit of a segue into, um, I don't think this was a question necessarily meant for me, but as I've said before, you put it in the group, it's uh, something I can use. You signed a contract, which is called, it's Facebook and there's no rules against it and I do what I want. This via Chad, he says, what if the Packers and Aaron have already agreed to terms that will make him the highest paid quarterback in the league? What if after June 1st, they announced that they agreed in principle back in May and we're just waiting June 1st to pen the deal? 
Big guaranteed money over the next four or five years, giving him a chance to play well into his 40s and possibly finish his career in Green Bay. Maybe they make him happier and sweeten the deal by giving him some input in personnel decisions with regard to the offense. Uh, What if this was all brought on because Goody flew out to California and said he is their guy and are willing to prove it? In their meeting, Gutekunst apologizes for the way he handled the Jordan Love situation, yada yada. I was literally just about to say yada yada, so thank you for for putting that in. He wrote yada yada. This is a very specific scenario. Uh, Then Coach flies out and says he is their quarterback as long as he wants the gig. Let's work together and let's go get some rings. You know, the whole Disney movie script thing. What if they already have everything sorted and are watching the media circus run with all the hypotheticals and BS reporting? He says, hey, a guy can dream, but wouldn't it be funny if it played out this way? No. (laughs) That's not funny. That's horrible. Look, a couple things. And I only bring it up because I know you're not the only one who's thinking this. Maybe it's done and they're about to break it on... And and, and again, maybe they're going to break it on Monday. Let's start with that. Let's say they break it on Monday. I know you mentioned June 1st. The only reason I don't think that's going to happen is just for the same reason I struggle with conspiracy theories. There's way too many people involved. I mean, just the NFL is a great example of why I don't buy conspiracy theories. Look at all the leaks. I'm not talking about the fake leaks. I'm talking about the real leaks. Because once too many people get involved, eventually somebody's going to go talk to Ian Rappaport. And Ian Rappaport's going to blast it everywhere. And you have literally players finding out from Ian Rappaport before they even get phone calls. So I don't know that you can do this massive deal and not tell anybody. Now, maybe it's a little bit more likely if it's like, you know, because a lot of times agents are the ones that like to leak this stuff. If Aaron Rodgers and his... uh, his guy, his agent, I couldn't think of that. Uh, David Dunn, I think is his name. If they really are very good friends and Rogers insists on, I want to be the one to break this on this show, I'm sure he would respect that and not leak it. And But even so, you know, the, the Packers are a tight-lipped organization. I just, I don't know. That seems iffy to me. Beyond that, there's a couple issues. You mentioned June 1st. I don't think that has any relevant, I understand the new league year. I don't think that means anything. I could be wrong. Just because you can sign them and structure it however you want. Right. I mean, you've got the 2021, 2022, 2023, whatever. I mean, you structure that however you want to structure that. So I don't think June 1st has anything, any kind of real relevance as far as how the money is impacted. But I could be wrong. The other issue, though, is twofold. Number one, it's not just, you know, it's kind of like the whole Andy Bernard. I just want one delicious moment. Like we got to wait for this big, ridiculous buildup. But the problem is the collateral damage. And then what does Aaron say? Because he's, he's going crazy. So for those that don't watch The Office, Andy Bernard quit. All right, there's some lady that basically just took his job and he gets mad and he quits, right? Okay. Anyways, he finds his old boss, who's now this bajillionaire, convinces his old boss to buy the company and make him the manager again. So he comes back and he's pretending to be this deranged psychopath guy and he's begging for a job and he's like mopping the carpet because he's crazy, right? He spills soup on himself. So his girlfriend comes up to him and is like, look, this is going to be great, right? Because the boss is going to walk in and be like, ta-da, you're the new manager. Here's the problem, though. People see you right now. They see what you're doing. And some of these memories are going to be hard to shake. So cool it. So the point is, this whole buildup and all the negative press and all this stuff that's going on, this is problematic. So if, if we're just doing this for this, you know, supposed delicious moment with the media... The problem is, I mean, he's rinsing his mouth out with Jack Daniels and spilling soup on himself and mopping the carpet, all in an effort to, like, make Adam Schefter look stupid. For doing what, I don't know. All he did was report what's happening. Why are you mad at at Adam Schefter? 
He didn't even lie. You're just being, you're just vindictive because it got leaked, because he leaked it out. There's that, and then there's the fact that, remember, um, the team activities are going on, right? Football players in Green Bay doing things, training, whatever. Rodgers is not there. He is in Hawaii, refusing to be with the team during team activities. That also is a big negative. And again, if this is all one big, like, ruse to get the media, I'm just not buying it. And if that's what they're doing, that's really messed up. Because it's damaging to the image of the organization by a lot. It's damaging to the fan base. It's damaging to the team and the locker room and the camaraderie there. It's damaging to Jordan Love. So I'm going to say I don't think that's exactly what's going on. I don't think they've reached an agreement and they're just waiting to pounce on the media with this thing. That's, that's my hunch. I don't, I don't think that's the thing that's going on right now. I think that there is a rift, as has been reported. I think the Packers are trying to get him back, and as of right now, the answer from Aaron Rodgers has been no. So we'll see if they can come to an agreement, and if not, then I guess not, and we'll see what happens. But again, Monday is like the one kind of probably nothing's going to happen, but just hold your breath and see what's going on. Or don't, maybe don't hold your breath. I don't know. Anyways, the last thing I wanted to bring up uh, before we go to break, there's been a lot of talk about Julio Jones. And I don't even like really bringing this stuff up, but it's a thing, so we're going to talk about it. This is real simple. We don't have any money. The Packers don't have any money. Even if this is something the Packers would do, which they wouldn't. Even if they could afford him, which they can't, even if they had a bunch of salary cap space, they're not going to pay Devontae and Julio, like, top two highest paid wide receivers in football. Not literally, but they're up there. They're just, they're not going to do that. Nobody's going to do that. I know it would be a cool dream, and I know it's a fun scenario. My advice to you, just daydream about it, but then understand it's unrealistic. right? Kind of like when I walk around thinking about if I had superpowers. It's sort of fun, and it's a way to just escape and just enjoy life. and you know. But you got to be able to transition back into the real world without being super disappointed with the fact that I'll never actually have superpowers. Because then you get real upset. It's the same with this stuff. There's nothing wrong with daydreaming about, dude, how crazy would it be if Rodgers had Devontae and Julio? But you've got to be able to understand that's never going to happen. And not because the Packers are a terrible organization they are just too stupid to to see the value in it. There's a zero-sum game here. For everybody making $10 million, there's a bunch of guys that can't make the team. We have to cut other places. And dumping every all of our resources into a quarterback and two wide receivers means we get nothing anywhere else. You can't do it. I'm sorry. It's never going to happen. And it shouldn't happen. This is not because Gutekunst is a loser. And I even saw Joe Marino, who does the uh, Locked On Draft podcast or something. And they do a pretty good job with the draft stuff. But as far as NFL commentary, I mean, if, if his plan is the Packers should go all in on Julio Jones, it's not even a thing. Like, going all in is just, first of all, it's a fake term that's getting really old. And I don't want to go into it because I'm already starting to get upset and I'm just going to launch into something you've heard me say a thousand times. Packers have gone all in. It's why they have no money. Didn't work. It just a, it, Never mind. But we're not even talking about all in. We're talking about an impossibility, right? It's, it's like if your, your child comes to you and says, if you loved me, you would buy me a Ferrari. First of all, that's not true. Second of all, I physically can't. Not a possible. I don't have the cash anywhere. I just, I don't have it. Can't do it. There's no way. I might be able to walk in there with a gun and, and drive that thing off the lot for a little while, but you're not going to keep it, and I'm not going to be around much longer because I will be in prison. It's the best I can do for you. 
But his his follow up when somebody called him out on the salary cap was, well, Aaron Rodgers wants to leave. In other words, you should do this because it'll make Rodgers happy. First of all, if this is going to help keep Rodgers happy, in other words, if he's if he's saying sign Julio and I'll stay, it's time for Rodgers to go. Because that just proves right there this guy should have no decision-making powers for this team. But beyond that, Aaron Rodgers is is literally the reason that we can't sign Julio. Again, we wouldn't anyways, but because of the amount of money he is taking from the team. So, whatever. It's it just no. And that's that's it's true of anybody, everybody. We cannot sign anybody. Nobody. We have zero dollars. Zero dollars. Your favorite undrafted free agent. Your favorite anybody. No money. Now, if you want to um, relieve Aaron Rodgers of his duties, maybe we can discuss it if you want to take it there. But we're still in crazy town, right? I mean, we've, we've gone... I mean, the crazy train has derailed right down a crazy hill into the crazy valley... And there was a mighty crazy explosion right smack dab in the middle of crazy town. Okay, so let's just, let's stop. I know Julio has been a very good football player for a very long time. He's 500 years old. He costs a billion dollars and we have no money and nowhere to put him on the roster. And wide receiver is not a problem for the Packers. So please, no, thank you. Anyways, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you'd like to support the podcast also... And I haven't updated it yet, so I may be lying, but I had a thought. My goal is to make it as easy as possible for people to support the podcast, right? If you want to do a dollar a month on Patreon, let's do that. If you don't like the month-to-month thing, we got Venmo, we got Cash App, we got PayPal. If you don't want to do that, you can help me with, you know, sharing the Facebook group and all that. Whatever it is you can do. Then I had a thought. Some people, maybe not so much killing it in terms of their day job. However, they are killing it in terms of this crypto thing. So now I started to get it set up to where if you wanted to, you can donate crypto. And I started with the whole Dogecoin thing, because I know that's super popular and a lot of people are getting involved in that. So there is a link in the show notes. I don't know if that stuff's going to be worth anything. I don't really care. It's there if you feel like hooking a guy up. This is I, I literally own zero crypto anything. If you want to, I'll stay away from that analogy, but eh, what's another way to say be my first? <laughs> Never mind. We'll leave that. We'll just leave the whole thing alone. Forget it. Forget it. But I'll figure out the whole Bitcoin and everything thing also. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, any of those things are interesting to you. You can check the uh, notes for this show. Also, don't forget packpod.com or packernetpod.com. I got to update that, by the way. But there's there's show notes and transcriptions. So if you want to search, like, hey, I remember back in, uh, back in the day, he mentioned something like this on a podcast. I want to find it. You can search on that website, and hopefully it'll pull it up because I have all the transcriptions there, and you can find the episode. You can play the episode. It's all good fun. Packernetpod.com. Why don't we take a break, and we'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. 
Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I got a question here, and I don't uh, remember who it was from, but it is from a while ago, and it uh, is as follows. If Rodgers retires, how much cap would they gain? So here are the numbers via Ken Ingles, who obviously, or if you don't know, is the self-appointed Packers salary cap guy on Twitter, I guess is, is a fair way to say it. But here is the, uh, the breakdown for how much money the Packers would recover from, uh, let's see, let's, let, let me read this the way he phrased it so I don't get this wrong. If Aaron Rodgers actually retires from the NFL and the Packers recover unearned signing and roster bonuses, the team would see salary cap savings of, in 2021, so this year, the Packers would save $16 million, $16 million and 50000 If we look at um, over the cap, for example... They have the Green Bay Packers sitting at $4 million, which is not very much. This would pump that up to $20 million. And again, the biggest problem that I have is that I don't think he's going to retire, at least not instantly. So you look at it and say, dude, $20 million, we can go out and get somebody. Not that that's a great situation to be in, but if Love is going to be by himself, let's go, let's go get him some, a little bit of an additional help here. Problem is, I don't think he's going to retire. And I understand that's what we're talking about right now is retirement. But what I'm saying is I don't think it'll be instantaneous. I don't think, you know, we get to uh, training camp and he doesn't get a deal and he's like, fine, I quit. I think this is going to get dragged out for a very long time. But if he did, 16 million bucks and a savings of uh, an additional four. Or <laughs> it's getting to be that time, man. I need to go to bed. I ran out of coffee like 10, 15, 20 minutes ago and I'm just fading here. 16 million to add to our four for 20 million total. Now, in 2022, the Packers would recover $36.4 million. Here's kind of where things get a little bit crazy. The Packers, according to Over the Cap, are $33.7 million in the hole, which means the Packers would almost just be breaking even, which really begs the question can they even afford to not get rid of Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> because how else in the world? Do you fix this one? Now, granted, Zadarius Smith is not. I mean, first of all, Aaron Rodgers and Zadarius Smith are not going to be sitting here. If they're staying, it's not on these contracts. There's no way, which, which is maybe part of the problem. And maybe Aaron Rodgers knows this, and it kind of goes to why he's being so dogmatic about we need to do something. There's no way in the world Aaron Rodgers gets $40 million. I mean, not in cash, but that's the cap hit. And Zadarius Smith, 
is going to be getting paid $28 million. I'm sorry, but Zadarius is not worth 28 So he's either going to get a, a, a some kind of an extension or he's going to be let go. Likewise, Preston Smith is sitting at $20 million. That's an absolute joke. Now, unfortunately, we decided that we would actually uh, restructure his contract. We should have just cut him. Why? Because if we had cut him, we would be saving $19.7 million. And instead, we're only going to end up saving... Um, 12.5. We have to take a, a dead cap hit of $7.2 million because we want Preston this year, but whatever. So that's that's an easy 12 and a half that are going to get freed up. Also, with the addition of the defensive line and all that, we can get rid of Dean. That's another 7.3. Well, not really. Another 6 million. But the, the point is, this, this all isn't going to add up to all that much. Also, we have to remember that we have to plop right in the middle of this a big, giant, massive Devontae Adams contract. Even if year one is the smallest cap hit, if we're talking $20 million, it's still going to be at least another $10 million on top of this. So really, they're $43 million in the hole. What are you going to do? You got to get rid of Preston. You probably got to get rid of Zadarius or restructure the heck out of it. And then Aaron Rodgers is either gone or he's getting some kind of a big extension. And we got to get that from 40 down to 20. So it's going to be pretty wild, man. We, we got to see how this all shakes out next year. And, and again, you want to talk about all in. This is literally what all in looks like. We're going for broke because next year we got to blow it up. We have to. There's no other option, which is also probably part of the reason the Packers are acting so desperate for Aaron Rodgers. They went for broke for this year. They're going 1,000% all in. And imagine going all in and having a fan base scream at you. Why don't you go all in? You never go all in. Dude, literally literally all in for this year. Well, if you were all in, you'd get Julio. Physically impossible. But I do think about that. I I, I think that was that was the the plan. Aaron so so again, let's let's rehash this a little bit. When we drafted Jordan Love and got a bunch of guys for the future, we're looking at a team that is not where it needs to be. And Aaron Rodgers was maybe, maybe a top ten quarterback that year. Not saying he was bad but he was nowhere near MVP Aaron Rodgers. There were still a lot of the issues that we saw from the previous year. He looked a little bit better. And by previous year, I'm talking 2018 Green Bay Packers under Mike McCarthy was a disaster. So it was an improvement, but there was still a lot of issues, a lot of misses deep, a lot of short, I mean, bubble screens. He's thrown into the dirt. Like, dude, what are you doing? Tons of throwaways, refusing to throw to checkdowns. And so they're looking at it like, this guy is massively expensive. And he's good, but you know, maybe we don't need to pay him all that much. Maybe we can find something else. And so when Jordan Love came along, it's like, all right, I think I think we got it. I think we got this guy. He can sit a year, and we'll have A.J. Dillon sit a year, you know, and then we'll let Aaron Jones go. And, you know, this is the plan. We're, we're going to kind of restart this thing. Well, Aaron Rodgers comes out and wins MVP, and they're very, very close once again. I think a lot closer. I mean, it was both 13-3, and three, both NFC Championship, but I think there was a distinct difference. I think 2020, the Packers were probably the best team in football. 2019, they were good, but I don't think they were the best team in football. I think the 49ers were decisively better. Tampa, I don't necessarily know was better. I just think they had the Packers number. They were better than the Packers. But side-by-side comparison, no. If you look at what Tampa Bay did to a lot of other teams, they didn't tear up other teams' offensive lines nearly to the degree they did to the Packers. And I went over that. I, I explained that. Statistically, they played better against the Packers than any other team. And so anyways, they're looking at it and they're like, all right, um, that, that was unexpected. And not only that, you had David Bakhtiari, best in football, Devontae, best in, in the game, Corey, best in the game, Jair, best in the game. And it's like, dude, we can't really, we can't blow this up. 
I mean, we have to blow it up at some point, but we cannot blow this up. We're right there. This is the best roster in football. I don't know why we lost to Tampa Bay. That was stupid. We are a better team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We were at home, but guys just didn't show up. The entire offensive line fell apart. Billy Turner was terrible. Kevin King on the other side was terrible. The defensive line was terrible. Everybody played awful, but just, again, side-by-side comparison, the Packers roster, I think, is better. And so, again, they're looking at it, they're like, all right, we, we can't, can't blow it up. I think, I think we go one more year. And so they set it up that way. And, and so it's kind of an interesting dichotomy where in 20, uh, 2020, in the draft, they built for the future because that was the expectation. Then they completely tear it up. Now they're like, all right, let's build for now. So they build a roster that's for, I mean, it's also for the future, but they're getting pieces for this year because they're ready to go all in this year. Now they don't have any money, so they couldn't do anything in free agency, but they did re-sign all their guys, similar to what Tampa Bay did. Let's run it back. Let's do it again. The problem is we did that. We brought all the guys back. We're ready to go. We got some pieces for this year. We, we got a Kevin King replacement because that was a problem. We're going to help fix this offensive line because that was a problem. We're going to help fix the defensive line because that was a problem. We got another wide receiver. That'll kind of help us to take us you know, over the hump and get Matt LaFleur a little bit closer to that full, fully uh, developed playbook that he's, that he's got to make this just an unbelievably talented offense. And what does Rodgers do? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to play. Which, again, might just be a really brilliant power move because he knows all this. The Packers have to have Aaron Rodgers right now. We just structured this whole thing around one more year. We can't do this with Jordan Love. This The whole thing was based on bringing the whole crew back and doing it again. You can't leave. We need you back. I, I genuinely think that's the situation that we're in. The plan, not that it was 100%. They kept, the, they kept some flexibility there, but they were ready to transition. But after that MVP season, as well as everything went, they said, let's, let's, let's run it back and see what happens. Because again, if you look at 2022, this is a team that needs to get blown up. And, and at the top of the list of guys that, that we cannot pay is Aaron Rodgers. After that is Darius Smith. I mean, we're talking cornerstone pieces where it's like, I'm sorry, you got to go. Or we got to decide to keep you or something. This is a massive decision point, but we're not just going to just kick the can down the road and say, oh, let's just do it one more year and then we'll see what happens in 2023. We cannot pay $40 million on the cap. Not going to happen. Anyways, continuing on here, um, if we look then to 2023, which, you know, obviously it's, it's hard to project what's going to happen there. But as far as savings go, we're looking at $42 million. And in 2023, the Packers are expected to have $93 million in cap space. Now, obviously, that's not necessarily correct. Um, this is just looking at current contracts that are on the books. If we subtract those additional savings or whatever, obviously, we're massively over. But you got to add whatever Devontae's at. You got to add Jair. You got to add a bunch of other people, plus other people who are getting contracts, other rookies that we're signing, other whatever. But the point is, this is kind of the point where we got to see what's going to happen. And, and really, 2022, one of the ways you get out of 2022 is push things into 2023 and beyond. Because, you know, and I've mentioned that with Aaron Rodgers. It's one of the few times where I think a, uh, um, what do you call it? Void years actually makes a good amount of sense. I think void years are stupid. But in this case, they they made, like, his last year is so light that all the void years do is kind of leapfrog all the money to the back, and so you pay it into that last year. So, I mean, it, it just makes a lot of sense with Aaron Rodgers. If you do voided years, you subtract it from 2020... I don't know how that would work. I was thinking about that for 2021. Point is... It'll just push it into the later years when there's 
uh, a lot more available funds. And then uh, 2024 would save the Packers 2.266666666 million something or another. Um, and they're expected to have $180 million in cap space at that point, which again is not a reality because we're only looking at about like what 15 contracts that are sitting here, people that are signed through 2024. But that is a grand total of about $97 million that the Packers will have saved over four years. So, um, I mean, just, I understand Aaron Rodgers is doing okay, but I can't imagine that he's willing to give up $100 million. And, and I don't know exactly how much it, it breaks down in terms of how much is his cash compared to, you know, money that's already been paid. And I don't know how all that works. Sorry for the noise. I just, I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm starting to think I'm legitimately OCD. I can't, there's a drawer next to me and I can't close it because there's a big thing of tape and I keep pushing it and it, it doesn't close and then I just let it go and then I push it and it doesn't close and I let it go. It's like, I got to get this thing out of here so I can close it. I don't know why it needs to be closed. I could just leave it open, but I can't. It's driving me nuts that it's sitting open. Now it's closed, but now there's tape sitting over here. I don't know what to do, to do with that. So I, I just, I don't know how realistic the retirement thing is. However, from the Packers standpoint, seeing the actual numbers and how much it's going to help, I mean, again, I, I can't fathom letting Aaron Rodgers go and not trading him and getting a massive amount of compensation. But they've got a lot of problems to figure out with Aaron Rodgers, and if he wants to just walk away, it kind of solves all those issues. Considering the plan was to, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what the plan was, but I don't know if they were necessarily expecting you to get a massive amount of compensation for him anyways. So it's kind of like, <laughs> this is going back to Andy Bernard, the time when he quit, the, the other time when he quit. Not the time when Nelly stole his job, but the other time when he wanted to pursue being an actor. Remember how that scene went down? He was doing all kinds of crazy... He's always focusing on acting and all this stuff. And so David Wallace, the guy who was in the last story too that was a billionaire, bought the company back. This is actually later. So he comes back, buys the company, makes him the manager. And Andy's just... He's slacking off and he's just trying to be an actor and he doesn't pay attention to his job. And he went on a boat and he's doing all this stuff. And, and so finally he's like, all right, I got to fire him. So he goes in there and he sits down. And he's like, look, Andy, and Andy jumps in. He's like, I got to stop you right there. And he launches into this thing about, you know, every every second that I'm here, you know, all I want to do is be an actor. And essentially he quits. And so David Wallace is like, well, that worked out quite well. I see that kind of being in a similar situation. The Packers are like, all right, we got to figure out how in the world we get rid of Aaron Rodgers and this isn't a massive nightmare. Because the team is going to regress and everybody's going to hate us and uh, we're going to look like idiots. And I don't I don't know how to even go about doing this. And Rogers is like, I'm going to quit. And they're like, really? Like, just like that? Again, they want him here for 2021. But at the same time, it's like, look, if you're, if you're going to quit, then I guess you're going to quit. You should trade me. Nah, that's all right. You just, you just quit. That'd be fine. Again, I still think if he's not going to play, you trade him and you take all those picks. And, you know, whatever, if, while I don't want him to go be successful somewhere else, I don't care. Let him. I mean, granted, I don't want to lose to him in the Super Bowl. That would be the worst thing ever. Get all the way to the Super Bowl with Jordan Love, and there's Aaron Rodgers with the Broncos. That would just make me sick. But hey, we got we got to the Super Bowl with Love. I tell you what, I'll take that trade today. I will take that trade today. If you tell me, if you told me there was a scenario, here's the thing: you trade Aaron Rodgers, you're going to get three picks and a couple players. You are going to go to the Super Bowl that year. You're going to face Aaron Rodgers, and you're going to lose in the Super Bowl. I think most Packer fans say absolutely not. I'm taking that deal today. You know why? Because Aaron Rodgers is going to be out of the NFL in two to three years. Jordan Love took us to a Super Bowl in his first year. I'm taking that trade. 
yeah, we lost. That sucks. Oh, well, ha stupid Packer, you lost Aaron Rodgers, a bunch of idiots. Really? Because we just went to the Super Bowl. We went to back-to-back NFC championships, and then we made it to the Super Bowl with Jordan Love. You think Bears fans are going to sit there and laugh about it? We've got our third great court. Dude, 100%. 100%. It's going to make me sick on the, in the Super Bowl. But guess what? I don't care. Taking that trade. Anyways, uh, I think I'm going to leave it at that. You folks have yourselves a fantastic Friday. Once again, patrons, remember you can go to patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can get these podcasts a day early, the night of. So it's 946. I'll be getting this uploaded immediately and ad free. So you get it early and ad free and you can get that for just a buck. Come on. Even if you don't want it early, it's still why, why wouldn't you just check it out ad free, right? Be be great. By the way, um, that obviously is not going to, eh, it wouldn't include things that I have to read live, but I'm not doing that, and I haven't been, and I've been told that that's not going to be a very popular thing lately because advertisers are going away from that, which I'm fine with, although they pay more for that, so I'm not fine with it. But other than that, ad-free. Anyways, you folks have yourselves a fantastic Friday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye.